Hello and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. Uh, Joel is mocking me as I say this intro right now. <laughs> yes, I know I say it almost exactly the same way every time and you can mouth it. Good for you. Zach, stick to the cue cards. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, my name is Zach and I am your host and GM. And joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules, an Azerketty bard. I'm Joel, and I play Dax, a kobold rogue. Ryan, or Ryu, a tiefling magus. Taryn, and I play Waltz, a human champion. Taryn, like, right before you said that, you looked like you weren't paying attention, and I was like, is he going to say that he's playing? <laughs> <laughs> he was just, like, zoning I out. I about said job. Ryu for some reason. We got these intros on autopilot, you know? That's why they're getting worse. Anyway, <laughs> last time on Mortals and Portals... The party constructed a plan for infiltrating Forgoth Slayer and attacking him, which was mostly constructed by Geldir and with some additions from the rest of the party. And basically their plan is Waltz and Geldir are going to go to the roof of the lair, which has a crack in it, roll some boulders up to the crack and get ready to push them down into the crack and hopefully crush Forgoth in some way, damage him, bludgeoning damage and so on, while... Dax sneaks into the lair and tries to lure Forgost to this opening so that he can be crushed or go in and save Ryu if he finds them. And then Jules's job is to be ready with his sick pistol and land a sick shot. So don't miss Jules. And uh, yeah, they also named their hippogriff, which is Smith, by the way. Probably should have said that first. And he is also there and he's up on top of the mound with Waltz and Geldir and they can use him if necessary to swoop in and save Dax and Jules, if they get in trouble, or do the smart thing and get on it together and just get out of there, and uh, <laughs> it becomes the Waltz and Geldir show, which would be cool. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Ryu was in the back of the wagon with the captors, the Drake Knights, uh, led by Bolgru, a hobgoblin, and Ryu started asking Bolgru questions like, you know, how did you become a Drake Knight? Why are you a Sindor? Because obviously Ryu thinks that all goblinoids are just part of the fangdom from Desolus, that evil empire, and they're just all the worst. And Bolgaru kind of opened his eyes a bit and says, like, look, man, I don't like the fangdom either, which is why I left. <laughs> and they're so ruthless that they send hunters all across Kaldora, the solar system, to find any goblinoid that flees Desolus and either kill them or bring them back so that everyone who's a part of the fangdom knows that you cannot flee. Just because you get off world doesn't mean you're safe or coming for you, so you might as well stay. Which sort of humanized him to Ryu, realizing that he also doesn't like the Fangdom. And then he also took a brief moment to kill a little goblin that was throwing pebbles at his forehead by <laughs> crushing his head under a wagon. Uh, so yeah, super cool. Awesome. And then we jumped back to the party, and they kind of had a little, you know, group hug sort of moment. Like, hey guys, we're going to go in here and do this. We might die. Like, legitimately, because the last time they fought Forgoss, he, like, wiped out Ryu immediately and almost killed waltz and they didn't even do a single point of damage to him so this is a very heavy hitter drake so they all kind of got in a huddle they even bonded with Keldir a bit said their goodbyes split into their two parties and on the way up to the top of the mound for waltz and Keldir, Keldir shared some of his backstory if you will revealing that the reason he became a drake knight is because his wife got sick from the same plague that affected waltz's community so he needed to purchase an elixir for her that was extremely expensive. So he took to stealing, stole from a nobleman, bought the elixir. Long story short, the elixir did not work. 
and then Geldir was arrested for being a thief and put on the chopping block, and while he was waiting in jail, Sindor broke him out under the condition that he pledges his allegiance as a Drake Knight, and in the process, Geldir left behind his daughter, and his entire goal for his whole life at this point has been to get back to his daughter. How he does that? Not sure. Not sure if Sindor will set him free one day. Not sure if he's trying to escape. Not sure if he's trying to earn his freedom by doing something exceptional. Not not sure. But he said that everything he does is to make sure he gets back to his daughter. And then he also gave Waltz a letter that he wrote that he would like Waltz to give to his daughter if he dies in this fight or in any coming fights. Just making sure that she at least knows that he loved her and was trying to get back to her and so on. And everyone just had a big old aww with Geldir. And then Waltz and Geldir made it to the top, pushing boulders to the crevice. Said, you know, there's no turning back now. Cut back over to Dax and Jules. And they said, let's do this. And that is where we ended our session. So that is where we'll start our session. But first, you guys, do you guys feel like I'm a just and fun GM? Or do you feel like I'm just trying to kill you all the time? Be honest. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're wrong. I'm a just GM <laughs> because I am about to give you hero points for the very first no! time. Hero points, you say. How many of them? One, <laughs> because oh. I'm so just. <laughs> to split amongst all of us. Yes, you can all share one hero point. So if you don't know what a hero point is, it's uh, something you can accumulate and spend. And when you spend a hero point, you can spend it to either re-roll a check or you can spend it to avoid death, essentially. Uh, if your dying condition would send you to death, you can spend your hero point to not have that happen. And uh, yeah, so oh. those are basically your two options with your hero points. And uh, are we following the one session rule with that? No, not really. I'm going to give you hero points when I feel like thematically it's kind of cool to just have a hero point in your hip pocket. So I know there's a lot. Some people never so we do don't have to points. use them within one rule. One. Nope. You have this okay. until you want to use it. So there's a gotcha. lot of views on hero points. Some people give them out every session. Some people give them out every time someone says they're going to go do something cool. Um, you know, some give them out like candy, some don't use them at all. I'm just going to sprinkle them in when I feel like, because I'm just, you know, such a just GM as I, I have already established for you guys. So yeah, you guys are in a very heroic situation. You genuinely feel like you might die because you might. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hero point. So y'all get one hero point. Thank Including you, Including you, uh, Ryan, just because I feel so bad that you don't get to play this game anymore hmm. with us. So you get a hero point that out of pity. Nice of you. you get a pity how hero much can point. You, how much can you sell them for? <laughs> one, one silver you can only exchange yeah. them for apples and or apples one granny expensive. smith apple <laughs> yeah. jeez it's 10 hero points per digsby apple the maybe i'll trade it for saving my life instead then <laughs> i guess all right so you all have a hero point and we're gonna start with dax and jules because they're the ones kind of kicking off this show so Woof. yeah kick it over to you guys all right um yeah where we where we left off um I had turned back and looked at Jules and said, uh, you know, something like, here we go, or let's do this. Um, so I will start in a low, not like a crawl, but like a, a, a low hobble, I suppose, and uh, just start hugging the hugging the wall, maybe running my hand against it, just feeling my way inside. Is it is it dark inside this cave? Do you have dark vision or anything like that? I do have dark vision, yes. It is fairly dark. You can tell there is perhaps a light source further down, which would make sense sure. with the hole in the roof. Yep. Um, so there's a little bit of light pouring in from the mouth of the cave, and then it's 
gradual darkness, so there's no other light source besides the outside light, which is now slowly turning to nightfall and is subtly illuminated by the moon and stars and nebulas in the sky. Yeah, I'm just going to slowly uh, hug the wall and and sneak my way in there until I see something noteworthy, I suppose. Um, I'm going to be focusing almost more on listening than sight at this point, I think. All right. And I don't always do secret checks, as we've established, but I think I think purely for the tension, I'm going to do secret checks for these stealth checks. Absolutely. I love so, it. So what is your stealth modifier? My stealth is plus 10. I'm an expert. Oh, dang. All right. And Jules, as you see Dax start to head down into the mouth of this cave, looking like an absolute expert he looks like this is something he has done before you can just tell by the way he moves that this is something he prides himself in what are you going to do are you going to follow him or are you going to wait at the mouth of the cave until you hear some commotion and run in guns blazing what's your plan um so i checked my pistol everything seems to be working uh and you know as a pirate uh sneaking onto other ships and stealing a bit myself I'm not unfamiliar with uh, some stealthiness as well. So um, I kind of study the master before me um, and uh, I will put my, I will holster my pistol and kind of follow his steps as well. So I'm following behind a couple paces behind him. What is your stealth modifier? Plus six. All right. I'm going to give you a plus two circumstance bonus as you're like studying Dax and following his lead. Again, you were a kind and just GM. <laughs> I thank you. Are you sure about that? You haven't entered the cave yet. You don't know how just. Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 give me the. Kudos Have I told you how like... finely quaffed your hair is today, Zach? Yeah, you're so <laughs> handsome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you're looking like Walt's episode one. Oh wow! Yeah. Sweaty Joe vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so Dax, you're making your way into the mouth of this cave. Will you roll me a perception check? Yes. Just regular old perception? Yep. That is a 21. So you mentioned you were mostly listening, mm-hmm. hugging the wall. You can hear Jules's steps behind you. You're almost so confident in your ability to be quiet that you're more focused on trying to pick up if Jules is making a mistake. Sure. And then also listening ahead. So you're kind of multitasking here. And you're very surprised with how well Jules is doing. And you can tell he's mirroring your steps. So you sort of relax, feeling confident that Jules isn't a liability at this point. And focus your attention forward. As you make your way through this subtle, winding mouth that does appear wide enough for the drake to enter, you start to pick up the rhythmic sounds of breathing. And as you focus more on that, you feel like how deep and spaced out these breaths are, that it sounds like a sleeping drake. And that is all you hear. I'll turn my head to look at Jules and um, just put my finger up to my mouth like a shushing motion. Um, And then I'll cut my hand up to my ear to cue him to listen. Can you roll me a perception check, Jules, with a plus two circumstance bonus? I don't want to say. (laughs) (laughs) That one? Maybe. Is it that one? Maybe. 
All right. So as soon as you, I'm gonna take that as a yes. <laughs> you... It's a it's a that one. All right. So, no. Dax, when you turn around and do that, you see an expression in Jules's face that looks more like panic. Like he almost thinks that you're telling him like there is something like right there, right now. Um, so mm. Jules, you don't really feel calm, and you don't you don't pick it up as like a subtle. Five, so you're just kind of wide-eyed staring at Dax for like more information. Seeing Jules kind of panicking, I will again just put my finger up to my mouth and make a shushing motion and see if that helps, I guess. I would say Jules that you would probably perceive that more as like Dax knows what's going on, so just like listen to what he's telling you to do. Uh sure. Um I probably put put a hand on the pistol now though because I still don't fully understand right. what's happening I will just kind of put my uh, like palms to the f- floor and just kind of like a calm down motion I don't know if that makes sense but um, and then I will turn back forward and, and um, continue maybe a little bit slower now that I'm hearing now that I have some auditory feedback I'll just uh, slow my pace a little bit I will now start to look around. Like, I, I don't know if this matters, but I will start to focus more on, on visual cues now that I hear the Drake breathing. I'd say, Dax, maybe even part of the like confusion with you and Jules is like at times, out of pure instinct and reflex, you almost started using secret speech to communicate as like the kobolds would on Dracus when they're in situations like this. So it almost maybe kind of threw them off even a little bit more. And then you resort to more like universal hand gestures which you feel very limited using because there's so much more you could express the secret speech and then you start to head forward again so i'm going to roll another stealth check for you guys so dax continues further down the mouth of the cave and jules you are once again following gripping the pistol grip as tight as you can trying mostly to like suppress your breathing because you feel like around this corner is a drake or something and you don't fully understand what Dax is saying like maybe he's like we're gonna go around this corner and then you're gonna shoot it you're just like trying to follow his lead Dax you're you're calming down because you feel like there's a sleeping drake around there turn the corner and see the open lair so it is now illuminated by the light source with the crevice in the ceiling vaguely you can see sort of that cone of moonlight coming down and on the fringes of that light that is being cast you see a big pile of just shiny junk swords various weapons trinkets and sleeping on top of that pile it appears is Forgost who is breathing heavily and he is not under the crack in the ceiling and then scattered throughout the lair is just various boulders rubbles rocks uh, and so on and then on the far edges of the cave you see two different tunnels so one to your right and one straight ahead but that's on the outward edge of this mostly circular layer and the drake is on the left edge of that laying atop the mound of trinkets so tunnel on the right tunnel on the left he's on the left half tunnel on the right tunnel ahead drake on the left oh tunnel ahead okay And while you ponder that, we'll just briefly cut to Waltz and Geldir. So Waltz, Geldir, 
kind of gestures and nudges you in the arm and then lays down on his stomach on the edge of the crevice, kind of asking you to do the same. Yeah, I'll follow suit. So he lays down and you see him point ahead at one of the tunnels and kind of aligns his eyesight with yours, making sure that you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking in the same direction. And then he looks to you and whispers, This tunnel here leads straight to Scale Keep. Understand? You think that's where they took Ryu? He shakes his head. No, I don't think so. Look right there. And he points to the right, and you see another tunnel. That tunnel there leads to Kurapan. It's an export city. It's where the Drake eggs come and go. See? See the tracks right there? Looks like a wagon took off recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do see that. Uh, so that's probably where Reeve is, huh? I mean, unless he's in the lair. Who knows? We'll see what Dax finds out. All right, all right. You see Dax at all yet? No, but it's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you're right. Breast smells. <laughs> oh, you, you have any mints or anything? No. Sorry, I don't. That's all right. I just feel just bad. To stop. You to... It's just so breathy the way you're talking. Just have, I just feel so bad that you have to smell my breath because I'm trying to talk just quiet. Stop talking. And just stop talking. It makes me breathe out more. Now I feel like Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the goal Benjamin. I wanted you all to turn into Benjamin. <laughs> and then he kind of sits up and looks at you and then looks over at Smith and he goes, Hey, you don't think uh, old Smithy here will get spooked, do you? Maybe we should uh, tie him up to one of these rocks just to make sure it doesn't go nowhere. Can I do a sense motive? Sure, yeah. On Gildir? Let me also secret roll that one. Yeah. You can't really tell if, like, that's, like, a good idea, if he's suggesting it for a specific reason. There's, like, validity to what he's saying, but also, like, maybe not, and you're just not really, like, sure what he's going for. Yeah, I think uh, if we if we end up needing Smith, maybe a little much if we have to untie him from a rock. What do you think? I mean, it's better to know where he is. What if he runs off or something? I mean... These hippogriffs, they're scared of drakes. They're the natural predator. I mean, he's obviously a brave fellow, but wouldn't that be something if he just flew away? Yeah, I guess you're right. Why don't you go ahead and tie him up? Sounds good. And then he uh, gets up, pulls the rope out of his pack, and starts to go up to Smith. And Smith kind of backs away. Like, you can tell Smith doesn't feel as comfortable with Geldir as you and is sort of looking at you and sort of getting restless. And he goes, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, we don't want to. Hey, maybe you should do that. Can I just look at Smith and kind of nod and give him uh, some kind of assurance um, that it's okay? Yeah, roll a command animal check. 14. So you kind of stick your hand out doing the whole uh, Chris Pratt, like Velociraptor command (laughs) thing? Yeah. Give him a nod. You see Smith sort of restlessly stomp in place for a moment and then make eye contact with you and then do almost like a defiant exhale and then calm himself and stand in place and Geldir looks a little shaky pulls out his rope fastens it around Smith's neck and then fastens it around a large boulder nearby that was clearly too heavy for either of you to move ties it tight and looks to you and says okay I think that worked appreciate it 
and then he crawls back up to the edge of the crevice with you where you are watching together. Got it. And with that, we'll cut back to Dax and Jules. Oh, Ryan, Ryan thank you for so being quiet. <laughs> thank you for being quiet, Ryan. <laughs> well, you can just see the smile fade. <laughs> so, Dax, you are observing a sleeping forgast atop a mound of trinkets, a tunnel on the edge of the circular layer in front of you, and a tunnel on the right, and forgast is to your left. And then there's scattered boulders throughout. Okay, and um, you, just to be clear, you said the the Horde and Forgost are both not under the opening, correct? Correct. The opening is in the center of the mostly circular layer, and he is on the left edge. Sure, okay. And so is the Horde kind of pushed to the left too, or is the Horde in the center? The Horde is to the left, and Forgast is atop of it. Atop, okay. All right. I want to continue sneaking along the edge I will hug the right hand side um, I'm my goal is to get to that right tunnel and um, check that out I will specifically be watching my step for spilled horde I don't know how far it you know the bits and pieces right. go out I guess but um, I'll be specifically watching my step trying to avoid making any noise and Dax do you want Jules to continue to follow you I am not going to actively stop him at this point. All right. Jules, are you going to continue to follow Dax? I'll stop and look at the drake, uh, but I don't I don't think I'd have any uh, any reason to deter from from the path that Dax is on. So I'll uh, I'll continue following him. All right. I will roll stealth checks for both of you. All right. Dax, you hugged the right side of the lair you're quietly moving through observing for any puddles loose snow anything that would make uh anything that would make a louder noise looking out for various trinkets on the ground doing a very good job you have a lot of trust in jewels at this point you're not necessarily stopping to hold his hand you move along this edge and come up towards the tunnel. You're not necessarily at it yet, um, but you're within about 10 feet of it. Are you trying to enter it, or what are you going to do? Um, I am just going to kind of poke my head in and see if there's anything, if, if I notice anything in it. I'm not going to continue down it at this point. I just want to look in, right. look into it and, Roll a and see what's perception up. check. Ooh, that's only an eight. Dang it. All right. So you go to peer down this tunnel to get some sense of what's going on. And just as you start to do that, you hear the sound of a cup getting kicked and sliding along the floor and whip your head around and see Jules freeze in place with a cup spinning that clanks against a rock. And you hear a little grumble and look over and see Forgost raising its head with hazy eyes, shaking it back and forth. I will roll stealth checks for each of you because I'm assuming you're about to hide right now. Is that correct? Yes, I was just about to say I'm, I'm going to look for a boulder <laughs> I can dart behind. All right. As am I. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, so Dax and Jules, you just have this like wide-eyed look at each other. Your breath is being held. You look at the drake, look back at each other, and you both just dive behind the nearest boulder and put your back up against it as foregrassed 
steps on the mound and you hear a bunch of sliding trinkets and weapons falling down the mound as he hops off and lands on the ground kind of lazily wandering around moving its head back and forth it hasn't left the fringes of the mound but it's just kind of standing there peering into the darkness towards you what do you do Oh, shoot. (laughs) Do I just go full send and bring it to me? I'm not asking you guys. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm going to hide for just just like one more instance, I think. Just stay tucked behind the boulder. I'll look to Dax and I'll put my finger up to my mouth to like motion to be quiet. But I'll take my pistol out and uh, just kind of be waiting for something to happen. All right. So the Drake sort of lumbers around on the edges as you sort of peer over the rock you can see it's very sleepy like you woke it up from a deep sleep doesn't necessarily look menacing in this moment it's just sort of awoken and it doesn't necessarily know why you see it pause for a moment and go up to some snow on the ground and just start eating it and then lift its head back up and look around through the darkness continue eating some snow sort of goes back up to the mound and lays up against the edge of it again and lets out a big, sleepy yawn lowers its head. But you're not sure if it went back to sleep, but it is positioned back towards the mound. And I would say, Waltz and Galdir, you heard some commotion ring from the crevice as you heard the mound of trinkets disrupted and slide a bit and sort of heard a grumble from a drake Galdir just looks at you with a very tense expression on his face I'll just look down into the hole kind of anxiously and see what's about to happen and that's kind of where all my attention is right now alright yeah you don't necessarily see anything cut back to Dax and Jules so after all the commotion with my back against the boulder um, facing that tunnel I was I was just trying to look in, I will take a moment to um, more closely check it out. Now that things kind of calmed a little bit back down, right. um, I want to, yeah, I, I just need to figure out what, what's going on with this tunnel. Okay, roll a perception check. 16. So you calm your breathing and with your back against the boulder, look straight ahead down into the tunnel. Seizing the opportunity to investigate the whole reason you came over here and clear as day right in front of you, you see some wagon tracks heading down the tunnel that you're staring down. Okay. I will turn to Jules and once I catch his eyes, I will just point down at the tracks. So Jules, you can roll a perception check with a plus two circumstance bonus. Uh, 23. You can hear your heart pounding like in your head and then you like calm yourself for a moment and look to where he's pointing at and then see the wagon tracks that he's alluding to. I'll look to back to Dax and I'll nod my head like I understand. Am I able to at all determine how fresh they are? Yeah, you can roll survival if you want to investigate the tracks. It's <laughs> an eight. You're looking at them trying to study them, get a gauge for how fresh they are, and then you hear a little snort come from the drake in the distance. Maybe a snore, maybe it's waking up, and it snaps your head away from the tracks and you're, again, focused on the fact that there is a massive drake behind you. Right. Hearing the snore, I 
grip my pistol a little bit tighter, but I want to kind of lean around the rock and just very slowly trying to keep as much of myself behind the rock as possible. Uh, check to see what the Drake is doing. All right, roll a perception check with a minus nat two circumcision. Oh, what? <laughs> a nat 20. All right. You Suck kill the Drake. You I look at him and suddenly you have Superman laser beams come out of your eyes. Nothing. Um, I'll take it. So, Jules, you have been in like firefights before and so on, and you know what it means to stay in cover but also investigate your target. So you just reveal a sliver of yourself as much as you need to catch a glimpse of this drake. And you look over and see that the drake is still asleep, but you can easily tell that this is a light sleep. Like perhaps it is actively waking up, um, but it's just mustering up the energy to do so, but is not currently aware of your location. I will turn back around, look to Dax, and I will motion to him and then to the tracks in the tunnel and then lift my hands up like, are you wanting to do that? Or, and then I'll go back and <laughs> motion that. to him and myself and point, <laughs> <laughs> point at the drake and then run my thumb across my throat as if to say, we're going to take this bad boy sure. out. I'll take in what you have motion to me and shake my head no I'll pick up a rock like a granny smith apple sized rock and <laughs> kind of is that Ryan? Did Ryan to... just laugh? Yeah, sorry, I'm here yeah, I'm playing the game too oh Ryan <laughs> I'll uh, kind of show it to Jules and then I will motion to the drake and motion like I'm beckoning it to us, I guess, like a Kamir type motion, but to, to the Drake, and then I will wait for Jules' response. I will raise my pistol up, kind of like to, to, you know, closer to my face, and then I'll give Dax a nod and just take a deep breath in and out, just preparing myself for uh, for battle. I will take the rock and then toss it at the wall by the tunnel just like kind of in general um just to cause some noise the tunnel that you're that you saw the tracks go down right on the right hand side to get it to come towards us all right hey let's all just roll initiative real quick oh, oh, oh here we go here we go that's what the people have been waiting for <gasps> Ooh, is this just regular initiative we'll do perception for initiative since like waltz needs to know like when to push stuff and you need to know like when to react and like where you're trying to get it Makes to go sense. and things like that. So we're gonna do perception. Fifteen. Twenty-five. Thirteen. Ryan? Where you got a sixteen. What'd you get, Taryn? <laughs> Fifteen. So Dax, you get to go first. So you're just gonna kinda lazily toss this rock towards the edge of the wall, correct? Yeah, I'm gonna underhand toss it. I'm not trying to startle it. I'm trying to pique its interest. So I'm underhand. I'm going to underhand toss it and make it hit the wall just to create some commotion. All right. You underhand toss the rock. It clanks off the cave wall. The sound echoes through the cavern. 
and you hear a grumble and some of the trinkets slide off the pile once again and a few heavy steps as the drake rises to its feet. Do you want to do anything else? I am going to take another rock in my right hand and pull my dagger out in my left. All right, so you pick up a rock, slide out your dagger very slowly, making as little noise as possible. And that'll take us to Forgost, who is lazily lumbering around and walks towards the edge of the light pouring down from the ceiling, standing on the very fringes of it, not yet standing underneath it, and is just peering down that tunnel, and it somewhat snarls at a low volume as it looks down the dark tunnel, and you see its blue eyes glowing in the darkness, and it remains in place, but it looks ready for something. That'll take us to Waltz. Well, what do I see, GM Zach Ernesti? <laughs> Social security number <laughs> 503. How did you get that? Two, eight, wow, good guess. Seven, seven, two. Would you like to roll a perception check? Or do you want me to just spoon feed you everything? Spoon feed me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's the right answer. It was literally an option. All right. Well, so anyway. <laughs> no, All right. Perception. Yes, nat 10. So 14. Nice. Jeez. Filthy. Yeah. Filthy nat 10. You are listening and hear, you heard the rock sound sort of echo through the cavern, which piqued your interest. You heard the grumble and the heavy footsteps, and then you hear the snarl. And just sort of on basic positioning, you can tell it has certainly gotten closer to where it needs to be. It feels like it's approaching that opening, but you can't quite see it yet. Mm, Gully, it looks like there's uh, something happening down there. Just be ready. As you say that and look over at Geldir, he looks very tense. His jaw is clenched. He didn't even look at you. His eyes are just wide open, staring in the tunnel. He's white knuckle, clenched fists, looking down into the lair. I'll take a knee so I'm not prone, and I'll take the ready action to push the boulder um, whenever he might be in the area of effect. All right, and that'll take us to Jules. Uh, I might just hang out and wait. Do you want to take any ready actions or anything? Ryan's in the ready action to play. (laughs) (laughs) hey just so the listeners know i've apologized to ryan that this is a real heavy episode so don't think we all just just cut cut that out too joel make them think he's an (laughs) i'll just put in a not i have not apologized i can just see the reddit post where they're like actually we don't get reddit posts never mind nobody yeah yeah no one posts on a reddit hey post on a reddit please (laughs) sorry adam go okay so I want to look, but I don't want to be seen. So I'm going to cast Unseen Servant. So you gesture your hand. Dax, maybe you see him do that, but don't necessarily see anything result of it. And Jules looks confident like he succeeded in what he was trying to do, but you don't necessarily see anything. I'll just look at him kind of skeptically. Now I'll take us to Geldir, who observes what Waltz just did and also raises to a knee. And then puts his hand on Waltz's back, 
like he's there to help him shove it if necessary. And he looks at you and gives you a nod. That'll take us back to Dax. The problem is, is that I don't know that Jules just did that. Um, so Dax is going to continue with his plan, I guess, of tossing this next rock uh, down the tunnel. All right. And not trying to hit is the that rock. all you're going to do? do it down the um, I will ready an action to when the when Forgost is under the hole, I will whistle like as loud as I can, like classic cowboy two finger whistle thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, wolf whistle. Wolf. Sure. So your wolf plan <laughs> is to throw the rock and then take the ready action to do a loud whistle when the Drake is underneath the hole. Correct. All right, so you toss the rock down the tunnel. You hear it clank a few times as it bounces around, Uh and Uh the drake's eyes flare a bright blue, and its spine illuminates, and its wings open up, and it starts to clamor forward towards the tunnel. It is his turn. He is... Moving and he passes directly under the hole in the ceiling. Dax lets out a super loud whistle. And what does Waltz do? And I want to roll the boulder onto the four guys and kill him. <laughs> All right, man, roll me an athletics check. Do it, Waltz. All that lifting comes down to this 17. Yes, I think. All right, <laughs> Waltz, you. Put your shoulder into the boulder, feeling mm-hmm. Geldir's support behind you, mm-hmm. giving you a plus two circumstance bonus as well, adding to your nice. rolls. As you push the boulder forward, it rolls, it topples through the hole in the ceiling. Forgas will roll a reflex save. No, he doesn't get to do that. He didn't know it was coming. Yeah, he's distracted. The boulder rolls into the opening and casts a shadow over Forgost as Forgost whips his long serpent-like head back around to look at the opening and sees the boulder coming right towards him, digs his wings into the ground to push off and start to fly, and the boulder crunches and hits him loudly in the shoulder and bursts open. Yes. All right, let's go home, guys. Something actually worked the way it was supposed to. Boulder is half a D4. <laughs> Roll a quarter. Forgas really got some boulder yeah, flip shoulders a coin, now. One or two. That's just one, tails is two. Roll me 2D12 plus your strength. I'll do you one better. I'll roll you 4D12. Roll you <laughs> no. <laughs> you got a counter offer, Zach. 14. All right. The boulder bursts and sends fragments everywhere as Forgast crumples over momentarily, lets out a loud wane, and whips its head upwards into the opening and pushes off the ground and takes flight in the center of the lair, raising 30 feet off the ground, and that is the end of Forgast's turn. 
And that I was hoping you were going to say is life, but I feel like 14 was not, <laughs> not <enough>. underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't think that was enough to kill it? It just like bounces been off bamboozled. it. <laughs> I, I could have survived that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Oh. <laughs> and that'll take us to Waltz. All right. Well, I feel like I think he's probably coming straight for me now. Right. So I am going to cut the rope tying Smith. So, Waltz, you reach, start to pull the knife out. As you turn around, you see Geldir staring you dead in the eyes with both of his hands outward, and he's going to shove you in the chest. <gasps> no. No. What is your fortitude, DC? Oh, <laughs> I cannot. Um, can we go back an episode? And like, do I have to roll? Undo. Do I roll? No, what is your fortitude, DC? Like, the plus, just plus eight. So, 18. And your eyes grow wide, and you hear, sorry, mate. And he shoves you in the chest, and you stumble backwards into a free fall into the opening towards Forgost. You have two more actions. What do you do? I am going to pull out my shield and um, hold it kind of like almost like a human cannonball. Like I'm just going to lean into (laughs) it completely and aim myself, protecting myself with the shield towards Forgost. Nice, man. That's pretty sick. How high up is he falling? Did you say? Uh, I never said how high up he is. (laughs) Pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, you took your shield out and raised it, and you're kind of describing it as like tucking your legs up and getting as much of your body behind the shield as possible and turning yourself into a cannonball of sorts. Yeah, kind of like a... Yeah, I'm picturing like of. Captain America in Avengers 1 when they threw yep, the grenade exactly at him and he like jumps off the ground and then raises the shield and then it blasts him out oh, the yeah. window and he protects his whole body yep. with the shield. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's exactly yeah, what that's I fine. thought of. But you're doing that but like falling <laughs> towards a drink. So everyone's yeah, coming right that at movie you. And you'll know <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> Sick, man. All right. And that'll take us to Jules. So, Jules, you basically saw the boulder erupt on. Forgost, Forgost, look up and start flying and see what looks like a second boulder entering the chat, (laughs) coming into the lair. (laughs) What do you do? Um. Waltz misunderstood what he was supposed to do up there. He's like, oh, become a boulder? (laughs) That boulder's hair is so finely coiffed. Can I I make a perception check to, to, uh, I guess, perceive it? perceive <laughs> can i perceive that <laughs> yeah you absolutely can if you want to be like oh crap that's waltz you can roll a perception check <laughs> that boulder looks weird um that's a 24 you notice that boulder is like way too handsome for a boulder <laughs> and there's just like really nice hair flowing through the wind and uh, you notice this boulder is clearly an alpha boulder that is just coming straight at this drake and you can tell that that is waltz i will think oh crap and <laughs> I will salute my unseen servant. I hope that's not an action. <laughs> You're like, I don't need you, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to run uh, 30 feet and shoot a magic missile at him. All right. That is four damage. So you figure out that this is Waltz. It sparks a panic in you. You step out from the rock, start sprinting towards him, and 
point two fingers outwards and shoot your aqua water-esque dart that skips through the air and pelts Forgoss in the side. And it's almost as if he didn't even notice that happened. It just kind of <laughs> sparks off of him. That's fair. And is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. Dang it, Galdir. He said sorry. I believed in you! I officially consider myself a listener at this point, and <laughs> I gotta say, I'm enjoying this podcast. <laughs> would you uh, would you become a patron? Hey, I think, think I might subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon. Hey, let's go. <laughs> and that'll take us to Geldir, who none of you can see, so I won't tell you what he's doing, which will then bring us back to Dax. Oh, man. Um, Save me, Dax. I love that this started out well and then is now going horribly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, hey, we did yeah, it. The rock worked. To, and then, oh, crap, that's Thanks to our false. DM who's trying to well, kill us. Well, the wellest it went was a 14. I'm like, son, that's probably got 14,000 health. <laughs> yeah. Is the tunnel Forgoth size or is it? They all appear. Yes, the tunnels appear big enough for okay. Forgoth okay. to fit down. Bummer. <laughs> I, I mean, he presumably doesn't know I'm here still. He, I don't. I have not revealed yeah. myself, and he has not seen me. So, I guess first off, I will peer around the boulder that I am behind and look at him because I don't have any idea what's even happening yet. I threw yeah, the rock and all this stuff happened. Check. So, that is a non-natural twenty. All right. So you see Jules get up and start sprinting out. Like clearly, this thing isn't a free for all now. So you stand up and look over the rock, and you also see. A very handsome man falling to his death <laughs> with his shield raised towards a drake and Forgost soaring upwards as you see Jules fire at a magic missile that just dinks off of the scales of Forgost. What do you do? You gotta throw your dagger. That'll probably do some damage. Right. Um, now I'm gonna stow my... I'm gonna put my dagger away because that's pointless. Mm-hmm. Which is an action. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then I guess the perception check was probably an action, I would assume. Yes. Okay. I guess I will draw my bow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Like a> confident you <laughs> 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 I literally I just have like Dax being like, well, this is wild. Puts his dagger away and pulls enjoying out himself his too much. <laughs> I am. I am very much enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm just going to get ready to do something that I come up with by my next turn. All right. And that takes us to Forgost, who is soaring doing? upwards towards Waltz. I can take it. <laughs> Waltz, the drake continues to soar upwards. You're peering over your shield, seeing it grow closer at a fast rate as you fall towards it, and it soars towards you. You tuck behind the shield, and the last thing you saw was its mouth opening wide, and it is going to make some fang attacks against you. We can try. <laughs> and succeed. Does a 19 hit you? Nope. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now with my shield raised. So, let's go. This is like an interesting, like difficult thing to rule, because like you're technically moving as it's moving. Um, so your positioning's changing. So rather than kind of do this in a static way where I'm just going to have it like as if you froze in air and it froze in air, I'm going to give him like as you're falling one attempt to attack you. So 
as it goes to bite you. You raise your shield up and you feel jaws clank down on your shield and your shield almost start to bend and give and you hear splintering and then you pull the shield away and spin off of the drake as it spins in air as well after you and as you fall past it, it's going to whip its tail at you in one final attempt to attack you as you're passing it, which absolutely hits you. What is it? What was it? Do you really want to know? Yeah. Because this might demoralize you if I tell you what this thing just rolled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Tell me. It rolled a 30. Yeah, that hits. Which is a... No, not a crit. Oh, that is a crit. Or what's your AC? 21. Oh, that was not a crit. (laughs) Nope. Not today, idiot. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, I'm poning this Drake, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got him good, Waltz. (laughs) You got him right where you want him, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't like how long it's taking him to calculate that. Can't be more than a boulder. (laughs) Can it not? 16 damage as the tail smacks you in the side. You feel your ribs crack. Okay, so because I have my shield raised, my shield's hardness is 5. That'll reduce to 11 damage, but but I and my shield will both take that damage. All right. So my shield is now at 1 HP which means it's not destroyed, <laughs> but it is broken, and I cannot use it now because it's below half of its HP. All right, so as the tail strikes you, you hold the shield up against your ribs. It cracks the shield. It splinters. It hits your ribs. You feel your ribs take a massive blow, and you start to spin sideways through the air as you continue to fall towards the ground, and that'll take us to Walt's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you want to do, bro? <laughs> Zach is so freaking evil. <laughs> you are. Maniacal laugh this whole time. <laughs> As if a Drake wasn't hard enough. <laughs> Can I just say that there has been plenty of opportunities to not trust Gildir? Yeah. None of us right. trusted Gildir. <laughs> I know. Right. Just not enough to do anything about it. But we trusted you, Zach. <laughs> that was your biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to do uh, in an act of desperation, knowing that he is tied up, is I'm going to yell out, Smith! And that is no. where we'll end our <laughs> no. session. Not there. Waltz free falling to his death. Ryan not playing that. at all. Geldier shoving uh, Waltz. And all sorts of stuff, but you know what? I don't even know why I'm talking because we should all shut up. Shut shut up, Ryan. Shut up. Because we will talk about that in the downtime. (laughs) Yeah. Which is for patrons on our Patreon who react to the most recent episodes. So you can hear us break down everything that happened, Geldir's betrayal, Walt's imminent demise. Uh, everything Ryu did this episode <laughs> and uh, all that stuff. So, so yeah, head on over to Patreon if you want to hear that. Um but yeah, hey, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please leave us a good rating, review, upvotes, likes, all that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Helps us spread the show, um, grow the audience, you know, algorithm sorting and all that stuff. So thank you very much. And let's mix it up again. Let's start with Taryn. I'm going to thank Taryn first since he's about to die. Hey, Taryn, thank you for all the sound <laughs> effects 
uh, and sound design that you do for this episode. So you can put in your shield crunching and your ribs breaking and all that stuff for this episode. We really love all of the work you do. You breathe so much life into this episode. It's a very meticulous process. You pour through millions of sounds and just thank you so much, man. You're doing a great job. And I would like to thank Adam, who does all of our original artwork for the show. So our logos, banners, character portraits, YouTube rendering, you name it, does it all. He does our Patreon sketches. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be like, well, if the patrons vote on it, a cool sketch of like Waltz falling through a moonlit pathway towards a Drake that's coming towards him. I mean, that sounds sick, but you know, patrons got to vote on it. We'll see. They have options. Yeah, Adam, <laughs> thank you so much. It's incredible. We really appreciate your work. You uh, make our podcast look as cool as possible. So thank you. Now I'd like to thank Ryan, who, although he doesn't play anymore, he does all of our original music. Um, so this guy literally crafts individual scenes, like makes original music for individual scenes to heighten, enhance them. Did you say he craps? He, yeah, he, I mean, he might crap when he does it. I don't know Ryan's process. Uh, you know, like, I don't want to get into that. I don't know anything about it, but yeah. So, I mean, Bathroom the passion, the passion and love that goes into that, man, like, it's amazing because, like, obviously we could, you know, just try and rip off some license-free, you know, generic stuff, but it's just, like, not tailored to the scene. And so, like, you are going above and beyond and we really really appreciate it and it really shows and makes our episodes just amazing in my opinion and uh yeah thank you so much for doing that and i'd like to thank joel who does all of our editing for just vocals and stuff so all of our like pausing on turns and going like hmm, i don't know what to do and like asking like repetitive questions and doing retakes we don't and do that uh, coffee yeah yeah <laughs> it seems like we don't do that because of joel so thank you so much for doing that joel thank you for the late nights the countless hours of listening to our lip smacks and coughs and nose sniffles you are a hero man and uh yeah we really really appreciate it and once again thank you listener for sticking with us this is episode uh, 15 uh, i don't know something it's an episode thank you for sticking with <laughs> us this far we really appreciate it we love you guys and gals and uh yeah we will see you next time mortals If you delete cookies, it deletes your character sheet. So when you probably went incognito to look at the hentai or whatever, it probably uh, deleted your character sheet. No, but I d- didn't delete mine. <laughs> yeah, my game. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> that caught me so off guard. <laughs> Adam's the funny one now, Ryan. Look out. <laughs> Scoot over. Adam was always the funny one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>